Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Wednesdays with Watson podcast. As always, I am coming to you from my makeshift podcast studio in Crystal River, Florida. We call it the Nature Coast because it absolutely lives up to its name. Situated on Florida's West Coast, Crystal River, Florida is one of this country's best kept secrets. We are surrounded by seven spring fed rivers that is 72 degrees all year long. And in the winter, like January, we just grab a sweatshirt or a hoodie and we go see the hundreds, if not thousands of manatee that come in from the Gulf of Mexico, just a 10 to 15 minute short jaunt out by boats. When I moved here in 2010, we looked for houses the hard way, internet surfing and literally driving around looking in windows. Even though as a native Floridian, I think we should close the borders at this time. I have a secret for only the Wednesdays with Watson listeners. Today's podcast is sponsored by Meek Real Estate. Meek Real Estate has been serving Citrus County since 1981. Amy Meek, both a friend of mine and our mayor's wife, is today's sponsor, and she is a faithful listener. She is a rock star boy mom and a lover of Jesus. She is a lover of redemption, therefore she is a big supporter of the Wednesdays with Watson podcast. She has held many prestigious positions and has received a multiplicity of awards, but as a native of this beautiful county, she is doing everything at her business to bring families and thereby jobs into this beautiful place that not many people know about. So if you're tired of being cold in January, consider contacting Amy. She will connect you with your forever home or an investment property. You know, I say a lot of relatively smart things on this podcast, but hear me when I say this. I am a city girl, but I have loved living here, particularly over the last 18 months. I love the slower pace, and we call it the nature coast for a reason. Houses here will either become non-existent or property values will continue to skyrocket. So contact Amy at meekrealestate.com or call 352-364-4132. Personally, I want to thank Amy for her support of this podcast and a faithful encourager of our mission here. Okay, now, except for you guys, Amy Watson officially closes the Florida borders. And now for today's show. Sometimes as Christians, we somehow think that the statistics like one in four women and one in seven men will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime doesn't apply to us. As human and flawed parents want the best for their children, it is a special kind of hard when a statistic like this literally hits smack dab in the center of a Christ-centered, two-parent loving home. My guest today, Troy McLaughlin, has agreed to join the Wednesdays with Watson podcast as he shares his family's struggles as the fallout from his child's trauma still very much lives with them today. He told me her story, one that included inpatient stents and facilities to current physical separation, because his child's trauma left marks and the consequences of the evil of another are far reaching. So Troy is here today to talk to us about parenting trauma. You will find us both guarded as his child could easily hear this podcast and in deference to them, we will handle this story with tender loving care. I have received many, many requests for a guest like this and I am grateful to Troy that he has agreed to join the Wednesdays with Watson podcast. This is Parenting with PTSD. 
So welcome, my podcasting friend, my podcasting buddy, Troy McLaughlin. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. You're more than welcome. Thanks I'm, for having me on. I am, I'm so honored. I always love having other podcasters because we have good mics and, and all of that good stuff. And so, um, well, as everybody knows, my podcast is short and sweet and to the point. So we're going to just jump right in. Um, so, so you heard me read a little bit of your journey, uh, Parenting a Child with Trauma. I wonder if you can help listeners understand a little bit more of the journey as much as you feel comfortable, because as you know, as many people know, I write those close, those, those hard, those cold openings, according to what you've told me, this is very sensitive. So I want you to add to anything that you would feel comfortable doing that would help us understand how to parent PTSD. Well, let me start with a quote by, uh, Fidor Dyalski. He, um, uh, wrote a, ton of books uh, he's the russian um uh, brothers kazimov and uh i think it was war and peace or whatever um, but he said to love someone means to see them as god as god intended them oftentimes we don't do that because we look at the world in our own eyes it's very difficult <clears throat> to have eyes of empathy and realizing even in the current situation whatever that may be if it's, especially if it's going sidewards that this isn't the way um that life was intended that these people that whoever you're viewing that um, their hearts were intended. And when Jesus is on the cross, he looks out and says, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Right. So there's a realization that the, that they don't really know what they're doing, even though they do know what they're doing. Um, so I, I just kind of, I want to start there because I think oftentimes we look at life in our limited views and it's very difficult to remember, and this is this will back to me as a parent. I need to remember that I'm dealing with somebody who's looking through the lens of what they've gone through. So um, when they say hurtful things, when they do um, things that you just go, why did they do that? Well, they're living through their lens. And it's hard, especially as a parent, you think, well, wait a minute. We've, we've done a real, you would think a good job. Um, and yet it doesn't change the circumstance. So yeah, I just had a, um, my, my, my oldest, my daughter just went through a ringer and they, and, and you get phone calls and we were driving home last night. My wife's like, does she remember how often that we went and rescued her? <laughs> does yeah. she? Um, and, and like I said, the, 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 the fallout is still there. And, and here's the thing. And this was a, and hopefully I'm not talking too long. This isn't too long of an answer for you. But um, I had a good friend of mine who made this observation. His name was John Lynch. He may not have made the original observation, but he said, Jesus, we wipe away our tears. So we are walking into heaven in essence, or coming into heaven still in pain and trauma. Right? He's wiping yeah. away the tears literally when we see him. So I, would, I, I wish that it, the situation wasn't it is the way it was but but if i look in a scripture and i go wait a minute we're still going to walk into um the heavenly situation with tears in our eyes so we're still well, and, as, and as tolkien says all the sad things will become untrue yeah, yeah. I, I i love that so much and i love that you're talking about looking through the lens because as a ptsd patient particularly over the last 18 months you know it's very difficult and i'm i'm 
50 years old, not 32. Like you're, I'm not 50 yet. I shouldn't say that about myself. I'll be 50 in December, but, but, um, but, but even now I have to sit down even this morning with one of my closest friends and say, try to look at it, this situation from this perspective. And so when you said that to me on the pre-interview, I thought that that was huge as a parent. And that is what this podcast is for. If you're a parent out there and your child has experienced trauma all of your life is going to be disrupted from, like you said, inpatient stint. So it's going to hit you financially. It's going to hit you emotionally. It's going to hurt other children in the family. And as parents, you're going to feel like failures a little bit. But um, but I think that you're being able to frame it, which clearly sounds like a download from Jesus himself in your head to, I want to look at this from her lens is so huge here. But one of the things I wanted to ask you, because you're one of the first men that I've had on my podcast, and I think that this is a good a good topic for the for one of the first men that I have, but as the leader of your home, as the father, the protector, like, like we just talked about Jesus. Like I, I I love, there's a meme going around where we finally land in heaven and we just fall into his arms. I'm not a father. So I don't understand that, but I, I wondered if you could go back just for a second to a little bit of those pain points as a leader of your home. How did you try to normalize it or could you normalize it? Would in any way or how did it hit you as as a father well as a father i think the the most troubling or the most um challenging thing was um how do you protect your kids it's kind of that's your primary you feel like right. that's your primary job um and yet you can't um and it, i mean you can and you can't you you can uh, do your best but that still doesn't um, keep the world from coming in. Um, and, uh, and then I think I've had to just learn to realize that, um, as a parent, that it's their lives. It's not ours. We don't own it. We steward it and we steward it as well as we can. And, and I think this, I'll make this encouragement to someone who's listening, maybe even as a dad, it's okay that the situation's not okay. That's, I mean, and you walking through it, that's okay. Um, that's life. Um, and don't beat yourself up about it because there may not have been anything you could have done that would have prevented it. Um, so don't feel like, oh, um, maybe you uh, look at it and, and feel guilty about it. Well, I, maybe I could have done something else. That's water under the bridge. There's not most most times because we are human beings people make choices um and um there's people that make choices against us or against those we love that we have no control over um but and i think this is this this is really good keller said this tim keller he's an author he says the main problem in your life is not what happened to you not what people have done to you your main problem is the way you respond to that okay how do we respond to the things that happen to not only us, but to others, especially those who are close to us in a way that we realize that, okay, one, I, there's not many things that we can control in our lives. Right. There Nothing just is really. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can kind of control our attitude, kind of control our actions. I mean, we have right. two jobs, love people, love God. And m most days I'm not really good at it. I mean, if I'm honest, right? Right. Um, and, and that starts, oftentimes that starts with us. Um, and 
this is this is one quote that I that I fall on a lot. This is Henry Nouwen, and and I think this frames it really well. He says, "Over the years, I've come to realize that the greatest trap in our lives is not success, popularity, or power, but self-rejection." Okay, that voice that's inside the back of my head that runs over and over the groove that it makes. Oh, well, I'm I, I always do this, or this is right. That conversation that we have with ourselves all the time. One of the things, and they've discovered this, right? Science now knows that we can change the way our minds work. Right. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's something like 11 layers of this. I mean, they've discovered, right? Um, One of the things, one of the verses in the New Testament is, right? Whatever is true, whatever is kind, you think on the end, boom, 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 right? We, we go over that whatever is true, and we just skip on to the rest of it, I think, often. Well, okay, let's what, stop there for a second. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's Philippians 4.8. Right. Right? So we skip over the whatever is true to avoid the pain. Y- sure. I, I think that's true. Uh, but I also think if we don't start with what's true. Which, tell me what that is. Sovereignty of God. But all of those things, right? So, okay, so so let's just, and one of the reasons why we skip over what's true is we don't know the, we don't know the character of God because oftentimes we don't spend time either in community, in his book, in prayer. Okay, so we don't have an anchor point that we can go back to and go, oh, wait a minute, this thing that I'm saying to myself it's going over and over in my head, is not true. Why is it not true? Well, this is, okay. Um, um, I mean, you can do this with, literally with relationships that we have, whether it's wife or spouse or a friend. Well, they didn't, we always make up a story where people have narratives, right? You see the, the little three dots going off in your phone and you're like, oh, and then they don't, they don't send you your message. And, and it disappears. You, right. So and what's the thing that oftentimes you do? You always view it as the worst thing. We make the worst up of it. Oh, man, they don't want to talk to me. Maybe I said something wrong, right? So there's, there's the narrative in our heads. And then if you add trauma and you add a struggle and you add all these other things, right? You take those circumstances and then you add that to it. And you go, well, yeah, well, look at this. Look what happened, look, right? Um, and maybe if you're a victim of it, you're thinking the same thing. Well, I, maybe it was my fault. Maybe it was, right? Maybe I did something, right? As opposed to what what's true. No, there's evil in the world. There are people who make choices that are evil. And because of that, um, there's a mess and detritus that, and, and yet, and, and God says, I'm always with you, even in the worst of it. I think it was, one of the Holocaust survivors had talked about this. Somebody had said, well, where was God in it? And he's, as these people were getting, you know, hung in the rafters, and he says, God was right there in the rafters with us. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, but that's hard when you're going through it, when everything goes sideways, and you're like, well, wait a minute, it's going sideways. So if it's going sideways, because we think I put in 50 cents, I get 50 cents back. No, that's not the way. Right. <laughs> right. We, we kind of this karma kind of thinking. Um, well, I I did everything right. It should have turned out well. Well, that's no. 
well, we, and we don't live in a perfect world. And I talk a lot on this podcast about, I don't, all of my listeners aren't believers, right? Um, right. And, and Jesus, the star of my story. And, and we'll talk about that in a minute. He's clearly the star of yours too. But you just said something that I think everybody can hang on to because we as believers believe that the scripture is the inerrant, unfallible truth, authority, word of God, right? So we can go back even in these times of pain and, and that Philippians 4, 8 verse is one of my favorite verses. And I'm going to be chewing on what you just said for a while, that we often skip over what is true, whether it's the inner critic in our head or the truth of what happened to your child. Um, and I don't know what it was like for you in those early years, but I know in my own trauma, I spent 35 years just not paying attention to what was true, which was evil is in the world. And we kind of have a choice with what to do with it. And so let me do this real quick. Cause you're a podcaster and I'm a podcaster. Let me ask you a question about that. And we won't get too specific, but that th- it took, took you 35 years to kind of start to do that. Right. Yeah. So I think if you're listening to this, you're a parent. Remember that this may take a very long time. This may be a road. You, you may see glimpses of, good and then it goes back to the other way um hang in there um get make sure that here's the other thing i don't think we often do this when we're walking through these things are we talking to others about it um everybody needs a therapist <laughs> first now now it may not be quote-unquote professional therapy but but it's a, a community belonging um and we need to bounce these things off because oftentimes, like you said, this thing is going on in our head that may not be true. We let's say we go to our friends and they and we say, Hey, this is what's going on, and this is what I feel. And they're like, Well, that's not true. Oh, wait a minute. We need because if it's our own voice, we're gonna go down that we're gonna go down the dark road most times. It's so funny that you say that because we talk about we have the three C's on my on my podcast, and one so it's church, community. And trauma-informed counseling. So, so you, you actually kind of teed that up for me. But one of the things that I think that you said was so important, and then I just want to take one step back just for a second, but, but it's this idea of time. And if, so if you're out there and you're a parent and you're listening to this, and here's the thing too that, that Troy is, is maybe or maybe not currently living with, but is often true with trauma, and certainly I've shared my own journey, is that traumatized people make poor decisions post-trauma and they make a multiplicity of poor decisions unless somebody intervenes. And that oftentimes is not the parents, Um, but it is things like community. It is things like church. It is things like trauma-informed counseling. So you're bringing up therapy is huge because there's such a stigma to it, not only in the church, but in the world in general, there's such a stigma to it. And so I really want the listeners to hear you when you say that, because if you're a parent out there who has a child who has been traumatized, there are going to be some emotions that you're going to work through and, and, but take some time and then understand that the fallout is the fallout. And here's the thing. And, and Troy, I'd love to know whether you agree with me on this. The fallout does not belong to you. No, I, I, I think if we lean into Genesis one, when the world went sidewards, however you believe that, um, you know, whether it was seven days, literally, or whatever, it doesn't, I don't know that it matters. But the narrative of the story 
is when everything went sideways because we decided that we wanted to make our own decisions. We wanted to be God. We wanted to know what good and evil was. Well, we're, we don't have that capacity. Right. That's God's capacity. When we start making those, we, and, and, and the fallout is so much deeper than I think we ever know. Because um, when we hear sin, we just, we, we start to think, we, we start to, I think, um, put it in order. What's in a hierarchy. Yes, yes. In a higher. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, literally the Greek, I think way. means we're just, it's missing the mark, right? It's not. So God's intention was to, to walk around with us and, and, uh, and be with us. Right. And for us not to carry that burden and that burden has put us where we're at. But I mean, thank goodness that we have a rescuer, right? That Amen. We have we have redemption, and we have these these things that we can lean into. But this is where, as a parent, as a friend, we have to be involved with others in a community where we can come and just share our story. Yeah. One to so that somebody else can give us a different perspective because our perspective is off. Like you said, you're looking through their look. If you've gone through anything traumatic, you're looking through a lens of your trauma, not the true lens. And here's the other thing. I don't know that we, God's made us in such a way or the brain in such a way that it can do things for self-preservation you were able to get through like you or my daughter or someone else who's walked through some really tough things. Um, your brain can do th- certain things to protect you. But what happens is, especially if you're younger and things happen later on in life, those things that self protection um, is not the same as self care. Right. Right. And then our view. And if, and if we're always in the self protection mode, right. Um, that's not good for our relationship, typically with, with our relationships, because we, re, we respond, our brain responds differently. We're in this fight or flight all the time. And one of the things that I was listening to, I can't remember who it was a doctor talking about, and they they found that you can't be in fight or flight, which is that fear-based, I need to survive, and be in empathy and love at the same time. Right. right, or you, or you can't be in fight or flight and rest and digest, which is just basic human human need. Right, right? and yeah. or you can't be fight or flight, or in a creative spot. Right? right. So, one of those things, like we we talked about, whatever is true, oftentimes, if you're walking through something that's not true, and you can just pause long enough to say, "Wait a minute, is this true?" Is what I'm thinking true? Maybe you need to reference a script, Bible, a book, yeah. a friend, a community, and just ask that question. Pause long enough to say, wait a minute, is this true? Even though the circumstances look like this is, oh, well, well, they did this so they don't like me. Right. Mm, maybe not. Maybe right. not. It, it just, I think sometimes maybe. And when you when, say they did this because they didn't like me, you're talking about the traumatized child. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, hey, yeah. Like I said, we're we're. It, it, and here's the thing: it's very, like I said, it's very difficult. You know, they walk through. You know what you've done as a parent. You know, you're the rescuer. You've took take care of them. It's like, why don't you remember what we've done for you? Why? Yeah. Well, 
if you've got this thing that's it's a blinder, uh, it's hard hard to see. And if and if, if I can remember that Jesus literally was dying, getting crucified on a cross, and he was literally looking out, and these people, they, uh, the Romans were the pros at putting people to death. They'd done a lot of this. Uh, what was it? 4 BC, I think they, they there was like 2,000 crucifixions. These, I mean, this wasn't something they, right? And yet Jesus says, forgive them. Forgive they don't know them. what they're doing. Yeah. So let me ask you, let me ask you quickly. um, So if somebody's listening to this right now, Mm -hmm. and uh, so this was 16 ish years ago for you and your family. And um, if somebody's listening to this right now and their child has just been traumatized, what do you wish you would have known? Because you have done like my notes, like I'm closing, closing my notes right now because interviewing podcasters is the easiest thing in the world to do. And you brought your game today. Um, But I do have people listening to this podcast right now that maybe their child has recently been traumatized. What do you wish you would have known in those early days? Well, part of it was I did, we didn't know what was going on, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't find out some of this stuff until later. But if I would have known, man, problem is is uh, i'm 55 now so i've, right. I've got a few more know. years underneath me so, so um if you were to find out what's going on um i would lean into first of all getting help for you yourself as you're kind of as a parent because you're having to view and and figure it out yourself um the guilt what did we do something wrong did we make mistakes um be involved in a community. I would say therapy. I really would. I would say get therapy, walk through it. So, in and when people hear that, I think there's often a stigmatism. I mean, yeah. what's a ther- What's a good therapist? What do they do? They ask good questions. They ask good right. questions and they walk you through. Yeah, um, and, and 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 go to somebody who who's really trained because you need a safe environment um, to to do that. Um, and that, I think that would be really, you have to lean into others who can help you. Um, like, and our, I know I've referenced this a lot, but so that your view of what's happening is changed, or at least is maybe your direction of what you're looking at just a little bit so that you can get a better perspective. Because I think our perspective is just, is, is altered when, when we walk through trauma, either literally ourselves or through or for parents. Um, it alters the landscape. It really does alter the landscape. And, you know, we have an enemy who does not want us to get that, that lens change, right? He does not want us to get the Philippians 4-8 lens change. Yeah. I wish I had that in front of me so I could read every one of them to you. But but as a parent, as a traumatized child, I can see how a verse like Philippians 8, um, I can try to think of all eight of them off the top of my head, true, honest, praiseworthy, excellent, um, I can't remember all eight of them, but if you think of them, one of my friends taught me as you're going to the beach and you're putting all these shells in this sifter and you sift it. And if it's not true, it it goes out. If it's not honest, if it's not excellent, if it's not praiseworthy, if it's not the other four that I can't remember, you, you just, you leave it. Right. And so I know that as a trauma survivor and victim myself, um, and, uh, I, I have not, 
had a loved one uh, close to me endure a trauma, so, and I'm particularly as a parent. And so I can't imagine how that must have felt. But I think your message here today is so important, is that it's all about your perspective, and it's all about trying to look at it. And this is true about anybody, anybody's trauma, whether it's your child or your friend or whatever. And you, without listening to any of my podcasts are really being prepped at all have hit on everything that I preach all the time is that community is really important. So parents, if you're out there and your child has been traumatized, obviously do all the important stuff first, particularly if it's um, one of these statistics that I mentioned today, the, the one in four, the one in seven sexual assault, there are some, some very practical things that you have to do first, but then you have to um, remember that. And it's one of my favorite verses and is Hebrews 4.15 and Troy's talked about that a lot here today is that we do not serve a high priest who is unfamiliar with our sufferings and so he understands and so the only other thing troy that i would love to ask you is um and 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 really you can encourage other parents listening to this because i'm thinking of one in particular in my mind that's going to listen to this podcast and go oh my gosh i needed to hear that so the, the trauma happened 16 years ago and uh, and i'm and i'm this is a hypothetical in, in some ways because i don't know the whole story on purpose but but particularly in trauma like has happened with your child there are some 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 things that happened um that are outside of what we would really love for our children to live promiscuity being one of them again don't know that that's that's your daughter's story or not but um but i wondered if you could share with us briefly how you guys have handled any of that fallout because trauma in this respect a lot of times unless you get help very early on does turn into and there's for, for listeners out there in season one of, of Wednesdays with Watson there's three episodes called the memory keeper and that's when I brought one of my best friends on my podcast with me and she was helping me know the things that I couldn't remember things that I had lied about attention seeking behavior all of that we got on the podcast and we got real with it because the reality is unless your child parent out there gets this help and can process it properly they're going to make bad decisions troy how do you and your wife stop that from making you feel like you're bad parents um you have to you have to look at it you have to almost step back from it even though when you're in the midst of it because when those things happen um oftentimes they when somebody goes through trauma or pain, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. I mean, so, so if you're walking through, it's like, whoa, can I remember that? And does it not take the pain away? No, you still go through it. There's still pain. Um, uh, but I think, and let, let this be an encouragement. Um, and, I, and I referenced this earlier on, we're going to walk into heaven with tears in our eyes. We're, they're going to be wiped away then. So the pain, most likely, or some part of it, may never go away. But that doesn't mean we can't experience joy and love. There's a whole book in the Bible. We, we avoid it. Lamentations. Lamentations. A yeah. whole book. Okay. We have a whole book where we err, or in a sense, David or whoever wrote it, airs their grievances to God. Because God is the only one who could really take our grievances. You read some of the Psalms. Some of the Psalms don't end well. Some of them do, right? Hey, you start out complaining, and then at the end, you're not. But, uh, but there, are, there are verses where David's like, 
God, just destroy my enemies. Take their, I mean, I think there's one verse in there. It's, it's, it's to the, Hey, take, take, take their own, the, my enemies, babies and take, throw them against the rocks. Right. Yeah. That made it into God's book. So, so it's if, okay if, to if, feel. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's not even okay. It's okay to express God and, and point our, in a sense, point our finger to God and say, why this? And he's like, okay. Right. And, and why my child? Right. Why, yes. Yeah. Why my why, child? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, why do I have to do? Why? Why do I have to deal with this? Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you one more question. Um, how about other children in the home? How did it affect them? And and how did you guys try to make sure that you could protect them it's, as much as possible? Not necessarily from the trauma, but from the fallout of the trauma. It still affects us. It okay. still Fair affects enough. them. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> it, it, it 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 does. I don't. <laughs> And I wish, I wish I could. I think sometimes we we get the idea that if we do four things A, B, C, and D, that we'll get the result of this. It'll right. be better. And I don't know that that's. The well, the case. Bible doesn't teach that, right? We are, you know, yeah. No, no, no. Here's the thing: we I, we hear this thing called this churchy word called sanctification. Um, and let me let, let me reference it to this. We when we go to the doctor, they call it medical. What's the second word? Practice. So wait a minute. I'm going in with a life-threatening situ- situation, whatever that might be, and a doctor's practicing on me. Yep. Our lives okay. are practice. Okay. Our spiritual lives are practice. Our whole life is a practice, which means we will continue to. I mean, you watch a baseball game or a, a professional, right? I don't know how many ground balls they've taken in their in their life, thousands and thousands. And you watch a game, you're like, why did he miss the ball? He's a pro. He should not miss the ball. He's right. Well, how about if we have that same discussion with ourselves in our own lives? Well, I should know better. Yeah, maybe, but you're you're a human, and guess what? We're still going to make those mistakes, or we're still going to think the same way. Um, and, to let yourself off the hook as a parent is what yes. you're saying. Give yeah. yourself a break. Say, yeah, have some compassion for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Th- that idea, right? Henry Noonan, right? The self-rejection thing, right? Oh, wait a minute. Um, Brene Brown said it this way. She says, true belonging only happens when we pr- present our authentic and perfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Okay. Okay, so maybe I need to lead my life with, like, the 12 steps. Hi, I'm Troy. This is what I'm going through. Everybody in the room says, whew. Hi, Troy. I'm not th- Hi, Troy. <laughs> right? I'm not the only one. Or hi, Amy, right? Right. And I think when we lead with that as opposed to this shouldn't be this way or I should know better. Transparency yeah. and authenticity is what you're saying. Yeah, we go to our go to our kids when we can, or and admit when we're just wrong. And more importantly, going to Jesus. I don't need to ask you if he's the star of your story because he is the star of your story. You are a dream to interview. And I, what I want to say to you is, I'm so grateful for my interaction with you. Um, I think we met on the the Clubhouse uh, platform, and now we're 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 in the podcast world together. And what you have done for me today, I came into this, and I have got a day full of interviews. But what you've done for me today by that last little bit that you said about 
practicing compassion on ourselves is so huge. Looking through the lens of the traumatized person and just continue to walk. And I love that verse in Revelation 21, 5, which is kind of the Bible version of Tolkien's when all all the sad things will become untrue. The Bible says that he will make all things new. And so parents out there listening, you will walk into heaven with parent with, with tears in your eyes we all will and but as we mentioned that verse in philippians uh, excuse me hebrews 4 15 we do not serve a high priest who is unfamiliar with our sufferings and so let's start a 12-step program my name is amy i am this i need help with this we've talked about community we've talked about church we talked about counseling troy it's been an absolute honor to interview you your authenticity is so honoring and so pleasing to the lord i would love for you to tell people now where they can find you because as we mentioned you're a podcasting buddy and i'm going to actually be on your show um but before we close here tell people where they can find you and um i want you to know how grateful I am to you, and we'll be praying for you and your family. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, the easiest way right now, we're rebuilding the website. So that's, uh, if, if you try to go there, you're not going to get there. Um, but uh, This Undivided Life, and uh, my first my first uh, podcast is called Project Pastor. It's been around since 2013. Um, it's amazing. I think we've done about 260 episodes. If you do wow. Shows, so. Well, you're 30, you're 35, so... Uh, you know, I was thinking this morning, maybe I'll quit when I get to a hundred, but I only drop every, every other week. And so, well, listen, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, for, for coming on today. I know that, um, you clearly have gotten, uh, the help that, that you guys need. I know you're still walking through it. Um, but I wanted parents out there to know that there's hope. And I think that you've given that to them today. And so, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and I hope you'll come back. You're more than welcome, Amy. Thanks a bunch. All right. Thanks, Troy. Well, guys, that was certainly a powerful story, and I'd like to thank our guests for coming on today because I know from experience that getting behind a microphone and telling story of such pain is not always easy. And so I am so grateful to our guests for doing that today. I would also like to thank Phil Baker. That's his song, playing us out of the podcast, a song called Mark by You. You can find him on iTunes, and that song in particular is found on his album, called Babylon. I am so honored, as always, that you continue to take the time to listen to our message of hope and healing. Season two is the healing zone, as we mentioned. This is the place where I hope that you walk away with some hope in your heart, because we believe that healing people help people. And because of that, I would love to invite you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, rate and review it. This helps us get the word out helps keep the podcast coming up in search engines so that we can get this into the earbuds of people that need it. If you need me, I am easy to find on all social media. Just Google Wednesdays with Watson and you'll find me in all of the places. When you get there though, make sure that you hit all those buttons, like and share and everything that just continues to help us get the message out. We will see you in a couple weeks, two weeks to be exact. And until then, let the healing continue. Bye.